0: Thanks, Yang. Hey, sports fans. Cam Stewart here with your sports grid news and betting update. If you want an edge, cappers, you've got to get on the grid. You need it. Miles Garrett's NFL season, it is officially over. And the thing is, it could get a lot worse for him as well. Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett has been suspended indefinitely by the NFL for his actions in the Thursday nighter versus Pittsburgh. The league announcing today he's going to miss the rest of the year for taking off Steeler quarterback Mason Rudolph's helmet and using it to hit Rudolph over the head in the final seconds of the game. The 2017 number one overall pick is now required to meet Commissioner Roger Goodell prior to a decision on his reinstatement if he can get back in the league. Garrett is expecting to appeal the suspension. He was uh, in the midst of a stellar year too, two, racking up 10 sacks and two forced fumbles before the incident. Also in the melee at the end of the game, Steelers center Marquise Pouncey received a three-game suspension. Browns defensive end Larry Ungajobi, he's docked one game for their part in the brawl. In addition, Mason Rudolph's agent in a story today says all legal options are open and on the table after the incident. So this is not over by a long shot. Rudolph also going to be fined an unspecific amount for his role in Thursday's fight. The Browns and Steelers will renew their hatred in week 13. Lots of NFL injury news today. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Jacoby Brissett. He will start in Sunday's game versus Jacksonville. He missed week 10 with a knee injury, and this was confirmed by Coach Frank Reich today, but the Colts will once again be without wideout T.Y. Hilton. He's going to miss a third straight game nursing that calf injury. Bad news for the Detroit Lions. Quarterback Matt Stafford's going to miss Sunday's game versus the Dallas Cowboys due to that back injury that also forced him to sit out week 10. This coming in from Coach Matt Patricia of the Lions. Jeff Driscoll will once again get the call for Detroit. He went 27 for 46 with a touchdown and a pick, passing for 269 yards in last week's 20 to 13 loss to the Chicago Bears. The Minnesota Vikings are going to be without Adam Thielen for this week's game versus Denver. He's still nursing that hammy injury. Lots of news with the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly running back Darren Spruels will miss the rest of the season after suffering a torn right hip flexor muscle. With 19,696 all-purpose yards, the 36-year-old back ranks fifth in NFL history behind only Jerry Rice, Brian Mitchell, Walter Payton, and Emmon Smith in all-purpose yards. The Eagles have also brought back running back Jay Ajayi. He's yet to play this season, still recovering from that torn ACL, but he is ready to go. Jordan Howard, the Eagles' top back, has yet to be cleared for contact after suffering a stinger versus Chicago back on November 3rd. The Eagles will also be without wideout Alshon Jeffrey when they take on New England Sunday. So this team is definitely banged up. The NFL spent around eight hours interviewing Antonio Brown in Florida today. The league could require some follow-up discussions before deciding the free agent wideout's future. Brown, he says the meeting went well, and his agent Drew Rosenhaus thinks Brown will once again suit up for a team During the 2019 season, we got a pair in the NCAA tonight, 7 o'clock, CUSA, Louisiana Tech at Marshall Thundering Herd, 6.5, 54.5, 9.30 Mountain West, Fresno State at San Diego State. Uh, We got uh, the Aztecs, minus one, low total, 43. NBA, Lakers guard Avery Bradley will be reevaluated one to two weeks' time after suffering a hairline fracture and a non-weight bearing bone in his right leg. Alex Caruso, more playing time for LA. Contavius, Caldwell, Pope, questionable tonight versus Sacramento. We got seven in the association, two at seven o'clock. San Antonio at Orlando, Magic, three, 210. Detroit minus four at Charlotte, 220 is your total. We got four games, eight o'clock. Indiana at Houston, the Rockets laying six, 225. Washington at Minnesota. T Wolves, five and a half point favorites. Total, 240 and a half. Wow, a big one. Philly. They're minus three and a half at OKC, 214. You're over under. Utah laying seven and a half at Memphis, 214.5. Uh, we got two more at 1030. Boston minus seven at Golden State, total 223. Sacramento at LA. Lakers minus 10 and a half, 215. Top 25. NCAA hoops. We start things off at 7 o'clock. Georgia State at number two, Duke. The Blue Devils are minus 29. 152 is your total in that game. MLB news. We got the Pittsburgh Pirates. They've hired Ben Charrington as their new general manager. The 45 year old Charrington was re- most recently with the Toronto Blue Jays serving as vice president of baseball ops. Five games in the NHL, four at seven. Boston at Toronto, Leafs minus 126.5. St. Louis laying a quarter at Columbus, 5.5 is your total. Pittsburgh, minus 20 cents at New Jersey, six and a half. Montreal at Washington, the Caps, minus 175, six and a half. Philly, minus 140 at Ottawa, total six and a half. PGA Tour, round one of the Mayakoba. Uh, that was uh, c- uh, canceled due to intense uh, storms today. Danny Lee shot a 29 on the front nine. He leads at nine under. European tour. South African Xander Lombard in South Africa. He's the leader at minus 11. Hometown hero, Louis Oosthuizen in second at minus nine. Tennis action. Number one seed, Rafa Nadal, taking out Stefano Sisipas. 6-7, 6-4, 7-5 in the quarterfinals today at the Nito ATP tennis final and other action. Alex Sherdev, the seven seed upset. Number four, Daniel Medvedev, six, four, seven, six. I'm Cam Stewart. It's football Friday. Join me and Gabe Berenci. He's on location in Montreal, getting ready for his medal show tonight with homicide In hour one. We'll talk to our resident friend and capper, Bob and break down the NFL NCAA CFL playoffs and the entire betting board. I'm Cam Stewart. It's red heat and rage on sports grid and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to
1: you.
2: Game, Game time applies. decisions. Let's go.
0: Thank you very much, Yang Football Friday, Red Heat Rage. I'm the Rage and Redhead, Cam Stewart, along with Mr. Rage, Gabe Marenzi. If you're in the Montreal area, ladies and gentlemen, go see Gabe and his band Homicide tonight. This guy is doing it all, doing a sports show, probably did the morning show. He's got a band uh, gig tonight, doing the show with me tonight. Unbelievable stuff, morenzi More of a robot. He runs on oil, not blood. How you doing, Gabe? What's happening, buddy?
1: Yeah, well, it's starting to catch up to me, Cam. I can't lie. You know, we're doing, uh, you know, we did the morning show. Just, you know, to go through our days starting Wednesdays, um, we went to the airport, uh, we got here, we, uh, we did uh, the game time decisions with you. Uh, we rehearsed uh, until about 1 in the morning or whatever it was. Um, then I did the morning show again, uh, did it all over again, rehearsed, um, you know, last night. Right after the show was over last night, we went until about one. Again, uh, this morning did the morning show, then went back uh, to the to the uh, practice studios and jammed this afternoon. I just went and uh, got T-shirts made in between all of this. Uh, got the t I finished jamming at four fifteen. Made it back to the old Montreal Forum for four thirty. Got the T-shirts and got back here for five. <laughs> uh I have to be back at the bar for a sound check at seven thirty. So short of, uh, I don't know, man, short of uh, like President Trump, I'm not sure anyone could be busier uh, than I am right now.
0: <laughs> take take it from me, Morenci, though. You got to take it easy sometimes, right? We're not kids anymore. So I, I've learned the same thing. You know, it's just uh, and you work a hell of a lot more hours than me. But I do got good news for you. Babano's coming on and, you know, he likes to chat. So we could probably take a break while he's breaking down uh, the football board with us. That's good news. Or he might be at a soup uh, house or I don't know what the hell that guy's doing today. Well, I need out, some winners because uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I was on the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, last night. And, you know, if I would have known that Cleveland was going to thug life from the death, I probably would have taken Cleveland. You that know, Cleveland cool. last night was a definition of, uh, you know, Cleveland uh, brought a, uh, a shotgun uh, to a night fight <laughs> uh, last night. Uh, Cleveland Browns were a definition of a team that, yeah, we're tired of losing to Pittsburgh, and whatever it takes, we're, we're not losing to these guys. And, you know, they crossed the line, they ended up winning the football game, and it'll end up hurting them with losing Garrett. So in the end, you know, this is why you can't do this. You know, I've always said it, why don't you just smoke Tom Brady and all this type yeah. of stuff. But there's a line that can't be crossed, and Cleveland crossed it last
0: night. Gabe, if Garrett did that on the street, he's in jail. You grabbed something, if I grabbed a bowling ball and hit you over the head, I'd be in cuffs. So we'll see what happens. Rudolph's agent says, they're might thinking about suing the guy? So this story's not over yet. We'll talk to Bobano and get Gabe's take on some more stuff. The sports board on the other side. Red Heat Rage, everybody. We're coming back at you after a short break. Joining us, I'm Cam Stewart in Toronto, Gabe Morenci on location in Montreal, ready for the show tonight. Come see Homicide, Gabe's uh, band if you're in the area, you have a great time tonight. Like Clam Chowder when he was crowd surfing, as Gabe said, uh, nobody caught him, at least he had his suit on, Babano in Dundas, Ontario. We're not sure if he's in a restaurant or at home or where Babano is today, he's a man about town. What's up, uh, Babano? How you doing, buddy? Happy Football Friday. Yeah.
3: Yeah, doing good as always, guys. It's a CFL Division Final weekend. I'll be there Sunday, uh, cheering on the Tie Cats and uh, getting pretty excited now that we're less than 48 hours away from that big game.
0: Gabe, you're happy to see Without it a battle. That's the biggest It's coming to an the end. biggest sporting event of the
1: weekend. I like how the battle opens up with that.
0: <laughs> I know, that's the best. We don't go NFL or college games tonight right into the Canadian Football League. It's awesome. Yeah, Minnesota's playing Iowa.
1: <laughs> Minnesota's playing Iowa. You got Baylor and Oklahoma, and uh, Georgia, Georgia Auburn. But has got a countdown off for the Ticats. But no, I get it. Uh, you know, somebody asked me about the CFL this morning. Blew it, did him. You know, last week both underdogs uh, won the game outright. And you know, come playoff time in the CFL, you know, if you just bet underdogs, you're gonna end up making a lot of money. Right. And I, I feel the same way this week. You, even if there's better teams at home. I think we have two live dogs uh, once again. That's just what the CFL is. It's an unpredictable playoff,
3: right? Yeah, For I mean, sure. it, it, the CFL, you look at it last week, you know, Edmonton uh, gets the job done as a slight underdog against Montreal, and Winnipeg wins outright as a dog against Calgary. Uh, 2-0 and if you bet the underdogs last week, and, you know, this is a leery feeling I'm getting about this game. I was really confident early in the week, oh, we're going to crush Edmonton, no problem at all, but as we get closer to game time. You know, I still think we've got better uh, talent on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, but it's still Dane Evans' first ever playoff start. And as good as he's been for us, he's been excellent. Our offense has been incredible. Our defense has been terrific as well. It's his first ever playoff start. Can he live up to the moment, so to speak? And Trevor Harris always plays well against us. I, going back to when he was with Ottawa, he always had big games against this Ticat team and he was off the charts good last week against Montreal. He had 22 straight completions to start that game. So there's enough concerns to me that I wouldn't want to lay six with Hamilton. I think we win a game, but if it's close, it wouldn't surprise me one bit.
0: No, I agree, Babano. And I wouldn't say, Gabe, the old T word, but Hamilton to a pick and I find it interesting, too, how Winnipeg gets no respect. Last week, that was the bigger play I was on. They were getting, like, what was it, Babano, five and a half against the Stampeders, who are notorious chokers. They usually wait till you know, the Grey Cup to choke. But Winnipeg getting no respect in that game. That line opened up at four, and it, they're, they're getting three points in this game. So I'm kind of with Gabe Babano. Like I look at Winnipeg as a dog saying they can beat Saskatchewan, and, and we're getting points with this team. They got a lot of talent.
3: Yeah, I'm on Winnipeg too. Uh, I got them plus. I've got them, you know, plus three, three and a half. Either one's good. Uh, seven and one against the spread this year. The Blue Bombers. They've been as an underdog. They've been excellent in this role. I think Mike O'Shea used his two quarterbacks to perfection last week. He brought Strevler in. He bring Kalaros in. Kolaros, the better passer. Strebler, the better runner. worked to perfection. Their defense, I'm impressed with how good that Winnipeg defense played last week. They shut down. I've never seen Bo Levi Mitchell in a big playoff game look that bad and look that poor, and the Blue Bombers made him look bad. Uh, They were picking him off. He was not reading the defense well. There's a Winnipeg team. It's playing well. They went through a little swoon there midway through the season, but they look like they're picking their game up again. It's never easy to win in Saskatchewan. I respect the heck out of what they've done. You know, Cody Fajardo's had a great year. They've got a great defense, too. That's why the total's 44 uh, in this game. But guys, I picked Hamilton versus Winnipeg. Great cut before the season. I'm not going to waver from that. Uh, I'll go with Hamilton, and I'll take the points with Winnipeg in in the West Final.
0: What do you think, Gabe, about these totals too? Edmonton and Hamilton? The weather they say this weekend, guys, is going to be pretty good, right? Babano? like it's going to be real ice cold tonight in the area. And they say it's going to clear. It's actually going to be, you know, over zero for our friends in the States, you know, like high 30s, you know, low 40s type of thing. It's actually going to be beautiful weather for November. I think that lo- total at 51 and a half in Edmonton, Hamilton, way too low with those offenses.
3: Yeah, I would definitely play it over. It's going to be sunny, cold, but not much wind. Uh, I don't think the weather is going to be a big factor in Hamilton on Sunday. For a November day in in Hamilton, uh, we'll take, what, plus two degrees, sunshine and uh, light to moderate wind. We'll take that any day of the week in the month of November.
1: Yeah, you know, you look, they they went over the last two times that they played. You never know in the playoffs, though, right? You know, I, yeah. To me, I'm not in love with these totals, Cam. Um, you know, they both feel a little bit light, uh, but it's a CFL, it's a playoff game. I mean, not just a playoff game, it's a trip to the Grey Cup uh, on the line. Um, I'm not in a hurry to be betting me over in either game. I'm not saying that I wouldn't, but I only have opinions on the sides.
0: Yeah, I've, I've already taken Hamilton tees to a pick. With Winnipeg, it was four, and it's down to three. Hey, Babano, I couldn't believe it would actually had a, had a four on one of my books to 11. So that's basically what we're doing. Hamilton plus one, Winnipeg plus 11, and we'll see what happens after that. Let's talk yeah, Now you game. need. Yeah, what are you saying? You need buddy? Hamilton to win now. Yeah, I do. Now you, you need Hamilton to win a game, though. Yeah, I know. I don't want to lay six, though, Gabe. I, I hate don't like I don't like taking
1: teasers. <laughs> I don't like taking teasers that down to a spot where you got to win the game. Especially when, you know, I think because look, if, if, if Hamilton wins, are they going to blow Edmonton out? I don't think so. And I actually do think there's points in the game. I mean, look, last week it was a freaking track meet uh, with a Montreal wet. So if yes. it's the same style of game, they're just going to be going back and forth. I'm just saying I would feel more comfortable. I could be wrong. We'll see what happens. But yeah. I'd be more comfortable having um, Edmonton plus 13, 13 and a half, than I would needing Hamilton to win.
0: Hey, Gabe, am I going to do one of those stupid teasers on the same game that my book lets me? Hamilton plus one, Edmonton plus 13, middle? (laughs) Could happen, right? That's one of those things. That's that's a hardcore book. They
1: let you tease the same (laughs) CFL game.
0: They do. (laughs) They absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Hey, Babana, we got uh, CUSA action tonight and a little uh, Mountain West uh, to wet our whistle. We got Louisiana Tech and Marshall. Interesting line in this game because Louisiana Tech's record, but Marshall getting a lot of respect. The line opened up, uh, I think, five and a half, six. I see six and a half, total 54 and a half there in that game. That one goes off the board at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern. Any opinions uh, on that game Uh, with Louisiana Tech, the Bulldogs, and the Thundering Herd? It looks like a lot of points uh, that uh, the Thundering Herd are laying there.
3: I don't think it's as much uh, Marshall respect cam as three suspensions for Louisiana Tech uh, for this game. Their starting quarterback, Jamar Smith's out. There. One of their top receivers is out. Uh, and one of their leading tacklers, second leading tackler on the team, suspended uh, for this game. The news just broke late yesterday. And that's why Marshall's taken all this money. And uh, it's unfortunate because I really like Louisiana Tech plus the points early in the week. I took them last week against North Texas, and they drilled North Texas. But the one concern is not only the suspensions with Louisiana Tech guys. They've played a lot of weaker teams in the Conference USA the last few weeks. You know, UTEP, Rice, and North Texas. Now they're stepping up in class on the road against a, Marshall, a good Marshall team. Isaiah Green's a solid quarterback, solid defense, and they've got to do it on the road and shorthanded due to the suspensions. So, yeah, I like Louisiana Tech early in the week. I don't like them now.
0: Sometimes though, the other, other game tonight, Cam, is interesting. Yeah, I like the other game. Actually, I have the
1: other, tonight, the other game tonight. The uh, the other game tonight. It's uh, San Diego State and Fresno State. San Diego State have had a good year this year, even though they're not very good. And, you know, it's, it's, they, they can't put points up on the board, this team. They can't score. They lost last week to a pretty average and mediocre, well, I'd say, an, I know, okay uh, Nevada football team. You know, Fresno, Fresno is not going to be able to win. Uh, they're not going to Las Vegas Bowl uh, this year. You know, a lot of stuff would have to happen for them. But they're also not going to roll over. I, th- I think they might be a better team than San Diego State even though San Diego State's at home, it's just, it's hard to go against, uh, the Aztecs, they find ways to win these games, but, you know, it's just, it's not the same dominant Aztecs team as it's been in the past couple of years, even though they had a 7-1 record going into last week.
0: I agree 100%, yeah, for Gabe, me. I'll get your I'll get your opinion, Babana, but I've already bet Fresno State, I think the wrong team's favored, I would have made the line Fresno State, uh, even a, as a road favorite, minus one and a half, and, uh, They're getting a point at San Diego State. The Aztecs are good to get a point, but Fresno State still has a pedigree. Right, buddy?
3: What do you think, Papano? Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be, I guess, a guaranteed winner on GTD with this game because I like San Diego State. I think Fresno State's down from where they've been in years past. San Diego State, they lost to Nevada last week, but good bounce back spot at home. I think the Aztecs get it done
0: go through the rest of the NCAA board and get Bobano's thoughts on the NFL as well Red Heat and Rage GTV coming back at you Thanks, Yang. Welcome back. Red Heat, Rage Camp Stewart, Toronto, Gabe Moretz, Montreal, Hamilton, and or Dundas, Babano, breaking it down, getting ready for the CFL playoffs tonight. We're talking college football with a two-pack on the sked tonight, Mountain West and CUSA action, Babano. So you like San Diego State, Gabe and I lean Fresno State plus one. What about the totals in these games? And I'll tell you one thing, Moretz, we talked about overreactions, right, with this Louisiana Tech, maybe the line, like when you look at Detroit, Remember when Jeff Driscoll got the start, the Bears game, it went up to seven and a half on some books. They ended up covering, either pushing or covering by a half, depending where you bet it. Last week, losing 20 to 13. Do you think it's a little bit of an overreaction, uh, Babano? I know college is different than the pros. Uh, The drop-off is a little more significant. Um, What do you think, though, of the total, 54 and a half, Louisiana Tech, Marshall, and uh, low total, as we expect, with Fresno State and San Diego State, a lot of tick, 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 and ground and pound.
3: Yeah, the total is too low in Fresno, San Diego State. Uh, I would lean under, but it's just at a low enough number. I'm not comfortable doing it. Louisiana Tech, Marshall, the guy that's starting the night for Louisiana Tech has not thrown many passes in his career. He's got to go on the road, face a good Marshall defense. I'm not saying bet Marshall, and I'm not betting Marshall, but the suspensions, no Jamar Smith. This guy making his first start on the road was enough to take me off the Louisiana Tech side and probably has me leaning a little to the under, but Louisiana Tech's been an over-machine, so I'm not really in love with that total either way.
0: What do you think, Gabe? What's uh, the game of the week that you're focusing in on on Saturday? Nice games, a couple of them at uh, noon. Alabama, weird to see them playing at noon, but they're uh, laying 18.5 at Mississippi State. Gabe, your Michigan Wolverines in the Battle of Michigan State versus Michigan. Michigan laying 13.5, total 44.5. We got uh, TCU, Texas Tech. That's an interesting game right there. Kansas, Oklahoma State. If you, it's a pr- pretty good slate. and Na- You got Navy and Notre Dame a little bit later, 2.30. What do you think, Morency? What games uh, are are you looking at uh, early on the college sched?
1: Well, I said earlier in the morning and uh, earlier in the week with the college football rankings that came out, the playoff rankings. And, you know, I don't panic about this stuff because they all are going to end up playing each other anyways uh, on the way out. Yet, if there was one team that got a, a benefit of the doubt that I think was overvalued, it's Georgia. And I don't really know why the people have Georgia as the best one-loss team in college football. They're not, you know, they're not the best one-loss team in college football. And you know, you look at Alabama's loss, and you look at uh, you look at Georgia's loss, which which is which was worse. I mean, Georgia were monster favorites. They lose, you know, they lose at home, South Carolina, to South Carolina,
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: you know. Exactly. So what I'm going cool with this is. I just don't think Georgia, and I've been saying this all year, actually. It's not just new. I've been saying this all year. This is not the same potent Georgia team of the last couple of years ago. They're stocked. They have a ton of talent still. So it's not like they're fraudulent. Yet, I don't know if it's you know dealing with the pressure. Um, if you look, Fromm's numbers aren't anywhere near uh, what they were in the past. They're just, they're, you know, they have a great defense. I, mean, I don't think they've given up more than 17 points uh, type of stuff in conference play. Uh, and regulation so their defense has been great i'm not i'm not saying they're deep you know they're a very 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 good football team but yep. to have them just sort of assume like oh yeah, yeah they're they're the ones in and i think it'll backfire on them actually because they're dealing with this pressure now of of knowing we can't slip up again you know they got one ball again they can't slip up again they slip up and they're out and you look at auburn auburn's only losses man to lsu And the Florida, they played LSU very tough as well. Gus Malzahn doesn't lose a lot at home. Getting points at home with the Auburn Tigers, I think Georgia bites the dust and uh, gets knocked out
3: of the playoff chase.
0: Auburn getting three. You got an opinion on uh, that game, Babano?
3: Our boy Kyle in uh, Hamburg in Atlanta is not going to like that here and that. But uh, (laughs) I'm worried about this game too a little bit for uh, Georgia. Uh, You know they've they've done enough to get by. They haven't looked as Dave mentioned. You know Jake Vaughn in particular hasn't looked as good throwing the football. Yeah, they were a little bit better uh, in the uh, the Jacksonville game against Florida. But uh, I'm still going to have to see it on the road. And Auburn can play really good defense. Bo Nix. Everyone's talking about Bo Nix struggles. Bo Nix struggles yeah but most of those were on the road LSU on the road you know Florida on the road you know all of those t- teams that he struggled with throwing the football most of those big games and opponents even the Oregon game was on a neutral field now he's going to finally get a chance to play at home maybe be a little bit more comfortable relax a bit I know George's defense is still pretty capable but uh, I'm leery of laying three with George yeah, that's a little extreme.
1: <laughs> I like Auburn, but he's not. It's, it's not like he's gonna be able to kick back there in a lawn chair of a battle against Georgia. I, mean, I like it. I, I like to relax too. I um, <laughs> like to kick back there, and relax. Yeah, um, you know what? This is that's actually a game, up. though. Yeah, this, this is a game, though, guys. In which I don't think there's a lot of points. Cam, you're asking about the totals and like all these the games I like the under. You know, you, you, these two defenses.
0: Oh, these two really defenses tough. are really going to get
1: after it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's low. It's 41, so I just yeah. don't have the heart to do it. Every time I take one of these unders, it'll just squeak over. I'll take the under, it'll get to 43 or something like that. But, I mean, the total, this, this is this is smash-mouth football, you know, real smash-mouth football. Don't, you know, don't forget, guys, Auburn's still in this thing. You know, Auburn, you know, Auburn wins this game. Auburn beats Alabama. Suddenly, they've got quite a season going here. Right? So, you know, let's not forget this. It's not like Auburn's just going to, you know, Auburn's just playing to get into the Liberty Bowl or something like that.
0: What do you think, Gabe, uh, before we go through the board? We want to talk the Minnesota game. There's a couple games I want to target with Babana. What are you doing with Michigan, Michigan State? I like Michi- Michigan, Gabe, but 13-and-a-half in a rivalry game. But it, I got to be honest with you, Sparty, they look like they've quit for D'Antonio. Uh, they got good players on the team. That Stewart kid, he's fast. He drops too many balls. Uh, the other they the, the quarterback play, Lewicki, he hasn't gotten any better. But it's still, Michigan State versus Michigan, I'm looking at Michigan, 13-and-a-half going, Man, you need two touchdowns to cover. What do you think there, Gabe?
1: I think it's, you know, despite Michigan State's struggles, it's still Michigan State and Michigan. You know, it's a lot of points to be laying. The only thing is, Michigan have been damn good. You know, they never get credit for this, but they've been very good. And, you know, they've been a covering machine. You know, they've covered five of the last six football games. They're taking care of business, so... You know, would it shock me if Michigan won this game 23-7? I think this is another low-scoring game, but I'm just not accustomed. You know, and as a whole, too, not just because it's a rivalry, but, you know, as you know the that, it's not like Harbaugh. Harbaugh is known for covering double-digit numbers like this. It's just, you know, you sort of throw out the records, guys, in a state rivalry game like this. So, you know, I'm inclined... You know, I can't take, I mean, it's hard for me to say to take Sparty, but as much as it pains me to say it, I think the point spread's too high, Ken.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking the same. What do you think, Babano? You, do you got the balls to lay it down with Sparty at 13 and a half, or is, is this game going to be a pass on the Babano card? I know, uh, Babano, I look at your this weekend card. It's, pr- it's pretty big. You like, the, you like to throw it down on a lot of games.
3: This isn't one of them. This one did not make the grade at all. I would, I would actually lay the points if I had to, because I think this Michigan State offense is beyond repair, beyond reproach. Uh, Brian Lewerke's been absolutely <laughs> awful. Uh, he's thrown bad interceptions at bad times. That interception he threw in the second half of Ill- against Illinois last week when they were making that comeback, that's un- yeah. unforgivable, inexcusable. It was a brutal throw. It was terrible. He didn't read the defense at all. And say what you will about Michigan. They looked a little ugly and sloppy early in the season. Since the second half of the game against Penn State, they've looked like a different team. They crushed Notre right. Dame. They crushed Maryland. Uh, they played really good in the second half against Penn State. Shea Patterson is finally starting to play like the quarterback with the explosive playmaking ability that we saw from him at Ole Miss uh, and maybe earlier on at Michigan. They're starting to look better, and I have seen nothing I like out of Michigan State, and I worry about how that loss. I know it's a big rivalry in state game still, but that Illinois loss was a bad one. I worry that it lingers. I would actually lay the points if I had to
0: game under the radar, guys. I'm kind of looking at uh, Florida at Missouri. Mizzou's getting seven at home. Total 51. Early start at 12 o'clock. That's kind of an interesting game. Gabe, I was thinking about uh, Mizzou taking the points. I know Florida's defense good. I like Mullen as a coach. I think they, they're doing a lot of good things, but different team from the Swamp going on the road. I might take the touchdown with the Tigers. You you got an opinion on that one?
1: Yeah, I think you're going to have a live dog in that game, actually, Cam. And you know, Missouri's not a true natural SEC team, even though they're playing the conference. So it's a weird road trip for these teams. You know, these teams are normally just going to Georgia. And they're staying in Florida. You know, they're staying in the South. And, you know, now you're going into Missouri. It's just, it's, it's a different type of spot. It's going to be a rabid, rabid, rabid uh, situation in there. Uh, with a the Missouri offense with Kelly Bryant, that's going to be able to move the ball, uh, even though Florida's defense is great. Missouri is going to put a couple of points up on the board. I think sure. you got a lot of home dog uh, there, actually, Cam. I don't have a problem with that one.
0: Yeah, I think I'm, I think it's going to make uh, my card, Babano. I'm not sure you feel about that game. Uh, an- anything early before we get to the Minnesota game, Babano, uh, that catches your eye on, on the card a couple games that you really, really like? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I like Kansas-Oklahoma State over the total. Kansas has really gone up-tempo and changed their offense with the new O.C. that's been there for a few weeks. I know Kansas State shut them down, but I don't think Oklahoma State's defense is capable of doing the same. On the flip side, I think Sanders and that Oklahoma State offense, they can name whatever number they want to do offensively, and Chuba Hubbard running the football against a horrible Kansas-run defense. So I think that's going to have a lot of points in it. I like Indiana, plus 15, 14 and a half against Penn State, let-down spot, and a lot of these situations situations where you lose that first game coming off that game you don't recover smu look at them they lost that first game against memphis they barely escaped with their life against east carolina and there's been a lot of instances we've seen this year where that first loss and you are a bad ets you know one thing for battle though?
1: though i know i totally agree with you we, we see it often but i think it has more of an effect <laughs> on a team that knows that they have to run the table. You know, like if you're a Boise State, you're an SMU. You know, you're one of these teams where you know, like Minnesota. Minnesota lose this week; they're probably, you know, they could be a little bit flat yeah. after. But Penn State play. Um, Penn State play Ohio State still. The guys, right? Like Penn State still That's still true. in this. You know, they, they 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 win here. They beat Ohio State, right? Uh, so Penn State still has something to play for now. That's what I'm saying. I
3: get the letdown box after a team loses, but the nifty Lions are still in this thing. And Indiana's been covering us, and they only lost to Penn State by five last year. Gave them a game.
0: Go through the marquee games, hit the NFL on the other side. Red Heat and Rage with Lobano after a short break, everybody. Little Pat throwing it down. Little Sabbath. Welcome back. GTD, Red Heat and Rage here on Sports Grid. Get on the grid, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Morenzi in Montreal getting ready for the metal show tonight. If you're in the Montreal area, go check out Gabe. Not just a sportscaster, but a shredder of the guitar and vocalist of Homicide playing tonight in Montreal. Babano joining us, breaking down the sports betting card. We're talking college football right now, Babano, before we get to the NFL marquee game. A lot of different opinions. Gabe and I talked to Mark Lawrence about it in the playbook. Uh, a lot of people thinking, you know, Iowa at home is going to end the streak for Minnesota. But P.J. Fleck and that team, very, very strong. I think they're the type of team that can go on the road. It's going to be a real battle. The point spread says it. Minnesota looked great. We were on them last week against Penn State. They went outright, took the points in the money line. Can they do it again? Can they beat Iowa? This should be an old school, tough game there. Babano and Gabe, it's going to be a good one. I'll start with you, Babano. You got an opinion on this one? Should be an old classic slugfest.
3: I'm rowing the boat once again this week with PJ Flex guys. all I hear about oh the spot. Oh the letdown. Oh this, oh that. Minnesota's a better football team. I don't want to hear this nonsense. Minnesota is the better football team. They are. I trust their offense a lot more. Iowa has come up short in all of these big games and these big spots. They lost to Michigan. Oh, common opponent, Penn State. Yeah, Iowa lost to Penn State at home. Minnesota beat Penn State at home. Minnesota's the better team. I'm taking the three. I think they win outright.
0: Are you going chomping with the golfers? I agree. Game? Chop, chop, chop! Beavers and golfers—they like to the chomp. They should get it done. Yeah, I agree.
1: Why, you know, why, why overthink things, guys? You know, we're getting an undefeated football team as an underdog. Who? It's not just the you know, oh, an undefeated team. They're a better team. Like the said, they're just—they're a better team in Iowa. It's a pedestrian Iowa offense. Stanley just can't really get it going. You know, Kirk Ferentz is is a good coach. I like him. But let's be real. He's lost some of his edge. He's not. It's not the same. He's not the same. It's not the same program, you know. And also, you know, I don't want to say that actually, but you know, let's not forget, man. They lost Hawkinson and Fant guys. You know, for a program like Iowa would lose two offensive skill position with players like that. It's hard for them to replace. Now they're obviously going to be fired up as hell for this game because it's undefeated Minnesota rolling in here. But. You know what? I'm not ready to give up on this Gopher team. Tanner Morgan's lighting it up. Uh, they got NFL caliber wide receivers. Uh, you know they got a good good ground game going here. Their defense is a little iffy. Um, you know I think a good offense would would score a lot on Minnesota, but Iowa don't have a good uh, a good uh, good offense. I got to take the dog here. You know it's crazy. I like Minnesota kind of more than I like Baylor. I don't know what you guys think about that one. Like that one I'm sort of a little freaked out by. That's a tough one. It wouldn't surprise me if the sky just fell on Baylor. I think Baylor have been luckier than Minnesota. I'll put it that way. Even though Baylor probably played a little tougher schedule, if you know what I mean. Like it wouldn't shock me if Oklahoma
3: just destroyed Baylor, but I do like Minnesota. Yeah, you know what? They also have two Minnesota Minnesota's got an elite cornerback too in that secondary they yeah, sure do one, I mean, winfield, yeah yeah winfield
0: exactly gabe that's what I. good point babano gabe that's what i noticed when i was watching that minnesota game morgan looked great the receivers are crisp they had a nice good running game when they need to but winfield that secondary is improved too and you know, Iowa, they have problems putting up points. They could be real bad settling for threes and their offense could be really pedestrian. Like Winfield, uh, son of uh, your your Buffalo Bill, Gabe, he's starting to really come into his own for the Gophers. He made some key plays when Penn State was trying to come back in that game. I'm with you, Babano and Gabe. I, agree. I couldn't agree more. Baylor hanging on by the skin of their teeth. They could have lost to West Virginia. Very lucky on a kick to get to overtime against TCU. They've been playing with fire for a while and usually it catches up to you. And it gets burned. I, I I'm starting to. I think the same thing. I think I like Minnesota more than Baylor in that situation. NFL guys, interesting week. You're looking at the lines. Some uh, little bit of line movement too. I uh, saw Carolina at four. Put on um, bet three six five, Mister Green. I see a four and a half out there. Gabe, your Bills minus six and a half at the Dolphins. That's interesting. We've got reports today. Stafford's out again for the Lions. So if you like the Cowboys, you don't. Uh, you got six and a half. You're probably that line's probably going to go to seven. Seven and a half, I would think, with uh, Driscoll playing instead of Stafford. Start with you, Babano. Uh, What's caught your eye in the NFL? So what are some of your favorite games?
3: Yeah, how can you stand in front of the hottest team in the NFL right now? I mean, the hottest point spread team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins how can you do it? Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, this team's just a covering machine right now and it seems like the betting markets love them again. I thought there was, I thought Miami at uh, the opener was too high. It's getting down there. It's a little trickier now, but you know, Miami is just so much for tanking. Uh, you're seeing this team up winning, competing hard every week. Fitzpatrick has, you know, been serviceable. The defense has improved at least a little bit. And now you got to lay points on the road with a bill's offense. that's flat out. Isn't working the last few weeks. I mean, it was ugly last week. You Cleveland so hate to say it but I'd have to play Miami in that game if anything the game I like the most this week is I don't see how this is anything but 31-28 35-28 this game Baltimore and Houston I mean what an absolutely tremendous quarterback display this should be Lamar Jackson against uh, Deshaun Watson it should be phenomenal Will Fuller might be back in that receiving core for Houston too from injury Baltimore their offense has just clicked and and found its footing the last few weeks. They'll put up points. I don't think Houston's been capable of stopping an elite offense or a good offense. And I think Houston will move the ball, too, against a still somewhat iffy, in my opinion, Baltimore defense. So I love points in that game, 51 and a half over.
0: Yeah, a lot of inflated. I, I think the line's inflated because Baltimore Baltimore's playing so damn good. You know what I mean? It's four and a half. It's actually interesting. Houston taking a little bit of money down to four. But as for your Buffalo Bills, Gabe, I'm going to say this. This is the same team in Buffalo Babano to play devil's advocate was laying 17. Me and Gabe, we were all on Miami that week, but now... You're going to a Miami stadium, albeit the Dolphins playing better. You're going to have a lot of Bills fans down there. They save up their money for the fun in the sun. They go to Miami, get pissed drunk, watch their team play. We're getting a 17-point favorite down to a six or a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And everyone loving Miami recently. Hoyer was a big problem in that game with the Colts. Let's not kid ourselves. They look great against the Steelers early, pissed it away. I see line value with the Buffalo Bills. Gabe, you don't tell me I take a lot of uh, favorites on the road here. I'm laying it down. Give me the six and a half with Buffalo Bill. Maybe I'm crazy, Mrenzi. What do you think?
3: It's
1: a ballsy Bills pick, Cam, laying the six and a half in this spot. Yeah, uh, it is. Listen, I like the boxy. Um, you know, I can't get in front of this Miami team right now. You know, right. I actually do think. I think it's one of these deals where if you take Miami, they're going to be covering all game, and Fitz will give it up late. I sort of my inner inner voice, Cam. The Green Gazoo is saying, yeah, the Bills will cover. The Bills by eight. (laughs) Bills by eight. Bills by, you know what I mean, nine.
0: Yep, It's a weird
1: score. You know, 27-18 or something like that where the Dolphins are kind of in it. The problem is, you know, like what Mano stated, they've covered five weeks in a row. You talked about it, Cam. I remember we were on in-game live. And I brought it up. I'm like, man, the Buffalo Bills score 18 points a game, and they're favored right. by 17 and a half points. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Unless they shut the Dolphins out, like I don't see how this. I don't see how this works out with the math. And I've been on the Dolphins four of the five games. I've actually, I was, I've been pretty early to this party, Babana, with the Dolphins. But you know, I just figured, you know what? They, and I've been telling people all year that if they haven't. Teams, when they tank, Stephen Ross is tanking. The owner of the Dolphins is tanking. Players, the general manager of the Dolphins is tanking. The guys, players on the field are not tanking. Yeah, they're, they're professional. You know, it's not even about pride, Cam. Like, the whole thing when people talk about that. So, what, do you think that players on, are going to go down to a field and, and purposely lose <laughs> exactly. so the team gets a higher draft pick so they get replaced by that draft pick?
0: It's actually right? an excellent point. Excellent Yeah, point. it's like, oh,
1: yeah, I, let's I not play well so they could draft a bunch of kids to come and replace us. It doesn't make any sense. And anyways, you're playing for a contract on another team. So the Dolphin players, so they are tanking. In fact, you know, they put a bunch of scrubs on the field, but these scrubs are balling. <laughs> and these scrubs are playing hard for Coach Flores. And, you know, the other teams are just screwing up. But I prefer another dog, and I'm in a minority in this because people... Oh no! San Francisco is going to bounce back, and they're going to be angry and all this type of stuff. Talking about trends, guys, and like this isn't while there's six and two against the spread when they wear blue jerseys. That's a dumb trend. This is just a fact. The Arizona Cardinals have covered nine straight times against San Francisco, and you know, I don't want to. I'm not getting in front of this. And we're getting double digit points again. I mean, hell, they've beaten them eight straight times before they lost a couple of weeks ago. And in that game, they found a way to cover. It. I don't look at it like, oh, San Francisco are going to get back on track and murder them. I think San Francisco were sort of brought back down to reality a bit uh, last week. And they'll get through this football game. You know, they'll probably win the game. Uh, but I don't think they smoke. Um, Arizona. Plus San Francisco got a ton of injury problems, guys. Give me the double digits with the do. Cardinals. Not to mention the Cardinals are seven and three against the spread this year. They're like they're literally tied for first place in spread record in the NFL. Nobody has a better record against the spread than Arizona does.
0: Yeah, I'm not be- right. I'm not betting that game yet. Maybe the under, but uh, I am thinking after playing Seattle in a game like that, you already have injuries. That's a beatdown. When those teams get together yeah. they kill each other. Like it's a it's a war of attrition. And you saw, like, it it got nasty. There was a lot of big plays, a physical football game. I think San Francisco could still be a little bit worn out, Bano.
3: Yeah, you know what? If you read the uh, San Francisco injury report, and I did, yesterday, you're not going to want to lay 10 with San Francisco this week. I mean, Pitt, Matt Brady's injured. Uh, George Kittle's still injured. Emmanuel Sanders gets hurt last week. Joe Staley, they just got him back. The left tackle last week, oh, he's hurt again and not going to play in this game. So it is a ravaged injury situation for the 49ers, and Arizona's played this team tough. I know they lost to Tampa last week, but you know they haven't necessarily been blown off the field in every they game. They've somewhat competitive, exactly. They've been somewhat yep. competitive. I'm with Gabe here. I would look toward the uh, Cardinals at, the, at this number. I just think they're too banged up. I know they're upset. They lost their first game. That could also be a hangover effect too after a physical game against Seattle like that on a short week. So, uh, I would only take Arizona there. As Arizona
1: well. Arizona is getting better Cam, on a yeah, weekly basis. Like Murray's yeah, yeah. getting better. Their offense is opening up a bit. Kingsbury's starting to get a little bit more There's they're still losing, but They're they're in these games. They're seven and three against the number. I'm telling you, man, Kyle Murray and and it's a Cardinal team. They're going to be a playoff team in like two years. I'm not even saying next year, but it's it's no joke. Uh, I mean, like they're they're battling. They don't have a ton of talent on defense. They're still in these games. Murray's just a resilient kid, man. Like they're down, he doesn't quit in these games. Um, This team has no quit in them. And you know, like I stated, there's no one better than seven. And three. There's a couple other teams that are seven and three too, but Arizona's been a freaking moneymaker. You cover seventy percent of your games in a year. That's 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 good. I don't care what sport we're talking about.
0: No, I agree. I think they need uh, they got to go in the draft. I get an offensive lineman to protect Murray. They got to tighten up their secondary maybe another linebacker. Like, that's the thing. Neither, like, this no, team they is need very, a lot of
1: things, Cabs.
0: They do. They do, they do but they're getting but they're close. <laughs> they it's, it's what they need O-line, about. D-line, yeah. and secondary. Yeah. And do, wide receiver. They yeah, they do. Christian Kirk's okay. That Isabella kid's going to be all right. Like, I think, more importantly, I think you got to protect Murray, get a stud offensive lineman. It's not going to be sexy, but I think it's something that they have to do, and I agree. They're two, no, three you're years right, away. You're right from being a team. That's what you got to do with that team. If me, you, and Babano are general manager, you're looking for the best offensive lineman, protect Murray, we'll build from there. Next game, guys, uh, before we get Babano to your uh, NHL board tonight and some NBA thoughts, anything else that catch your eye? Kind of find the, get your take on Jaguars, Indy, um, Brissett's coming back for the Colts. They're laying two and a half in that game and another interesting game, Gabe. If you heard the update, Spruels is out for the year. Howard's still not uh, past protocol there with his stinger. They picked up J.H.I. Philadelphia did, and just about an hour ago, Alshon Jeffrey out. It's crazy. I got the Eagles at four, but they're a mash unit in those games. Uh, Babana, what do you think about New England, Philadelphia, and Jacksonville Indy, two of the best uh, games on the board?
3: New England-Philly is a tough one. I think New England is still feasted on a weak schedule, and now it's getting tougher, and I'm not sure they're ready to handle it. But Brady and Belichick off a loss and a bye, I'm not betting against that situation. And I don't know if I trust Philly with the injuries passed there. I lean to Indy against Jacksonville. I don't know what I'm going to get from Foles, even though he's back. Indy off back-to-back losses. They're at home still. They've been good at home. I lean a little to the Colts there.
0: Hockey tonight. The Leafs are favored over Boston. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> With their injuries? What's your game, Babano?
2: Oh, he go. Okay, he go. More Red Heat Rage after the break.
0: Welcome back. Red Heat Rage. Cam Stewart here. We're closing in on the first hour of the show. Gabe Marenzi in Montreal. I'm here in Toronto. Gabe, just got this too. If uh, people aren't going to be around, an update for all you NBA betters: Andrew Wiggins out for the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. Uh, Personal reasons. The guy has been on a heater. Great start to the year for Wiggins. Wonder if he can keep it up, Gabe, but that's going to be interesting. A 241 total. What? Oh, we got Babano. I didn't know. I thought he was gone. Sorry, Babano. I thought you, I thought you hung up the phone there. No, sorry. We got two
3: minutes. Go. I got to go in two minutes, but I know we have this okay. little short segment.
0: Sure. So what uh, what else do you like in the NFL, NHL and NBA on the clock? Sorry, Babano. I thought you hung up. What do you got for us?
3: Yeah. I like Philly to beat Ottawa tonight. I think it's a bounce back for them after losing to Washington. They've really played better hockey. They've played better defensive hockey. Carter Hart's been better in the recent stretch. And I think they got a chance to beat Ottawa tonight. I agree. Uh, I'm going to ride the Washington team uh, over the total one more time. If I lose, I might get off that train, but they're still 12 and two to the over, uh, their last 14 games and Montreal's offense has really picked up. So I think we'll see goals in that. I have not much on the Boston-Toronto game because it's two teams that are not playing great at the moment. Uh, Boston, of course, a collapse against Florida the other night, and Toronto's just struggling with any sort of consistency. Toronto's a trainer. I, I get a sneaking suspicion Toronto shows up in a big way and wins, but I don't have the guts to bet them over Boston. So I'd lean Perf- leaps, but I'm going to stay away.
0: Perfoot's out for Toronto, too. Marner's out for weeks. Anyway, it's just brutal. Uh, I'll tell you, Gabe, the Montreal uh, Canadiens might be a live pooch tonight. I don't, like, I don't like going against Washington, but they've been playing good. Price against uh, off Luggage, I think, is in uh, net for Washington tonight. I, I lean over in that game, too, Babano. Anything uh, in the association that caught your eye? As I mentioned, Wiggins out and uh, lots of injuries uh, where the Lakers are concerned tonight. they got to shuffle the deck.
3: Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm passing on the NBA, but I have a couple in college basketball. I like South Dakota State against Nebraska. Uh, South Dakota State's getting six and a half. Nebraska's looked awful in their first two games. It's a big transition going from Tim Miles to Fred Hoiberg. Totally different system. The roster's completely revamped. They lost to Southern Utah at home in their last game. And South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, they're used to playing upper-tier competition in all these NCAA tournament appearances they've had. I think they give Nebraska a game. Nebraska's struggling. Can't lay these kind of points right now.
0: Thanks, Papano, buddy. I appreciate it. Go Tie Cats. Hope you get a win this weekend. Gabe and I will be back. I got the update at the top, and then me and Marenzi after you, that
1: for hour two.
0: Later, buddy.